Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking Newspaper for the week ending Saturday 3rd of December 2022. This is Rod and your other readers are Jenny, Kevin and Jane. Our sound technician is Martin. The editor this week is Kevin. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhamsted and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. This week's headline is Team Donates Cash in Memory of Colleague. These and other stories follow. Hello, this is Jenny. This week in history, November 30th, 1900, Oscar Wilde, the Irish-born playwright, died in Paris aged 46. On this day last year, the Queen sent the New Republic of Barbados her warmest good wishes for your happiness, peace and prosperity in the future as it celebrated its momentous day. Hello, this is Kevin. December the 1st, 1990, the two halves of the Channel Tunnel were joined under the sea. In this day, December the 2nd, 1990, West German Chancellor Helmut Kohl won the first all-German election since 1933. Hello, this is Jane. December the 4th, 1947, Tennessee Williams' play, A Streetcar Named Desire, was premiered on Broadway with Marlon Brando and Jessica Tandy in the leading roles. On this day last year, the boost to mental health and well-being caused by people spending time in the UK's woodlands saves the health service and employers around £185 million each year, New Research said. December 1933, Prohibition ended in America after 14 years. On this day last year, the Duke of Cambridge revealed a Tina Turner hit brings back treasured memories of his mother singing it at the top of her voice with her sons as she drove them to school. Team donates cash in memory of colleague. The team at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead has donated £1,000 to Addenbrooke's Liver Transplant Association in memory of a much-loved and respected colleague who passed away whilst waiting for a liver transplant. Addenbrooke's Liver Transplant Association encourages people to become donors and funds relaxation therapies for patients in hospital suffering from anxiety. The charity provides advice through personal experience to all who are affected by liver disease. The donation from Amazon will be used to provide equipment for the liver transplant unit to assist in a fast recovery for patients to return home to their families. In addition, the donation will help towards providing financial and welfare support for relatives to visit patients in Addenbrooke's liver transplant unit. John McEwen, site leader at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead, said it is incredibly important for the team at Amazon in Hemel Hempstead to make this donation in honour of our colleague and friend John Paul Stanhope, who is missed by us all at the Fulfilment Centre. The services that Addenbrooke's Liver Transplant Association provide are vital, and we hope this donation helps the charity to continue their great work. Vincent Duthwaite, an Amazon employee and close friend of John Paul Stanhope, nominated the charity for support. He added, It's an honour to support Adam Brooks Liver Transplant Association in memory of a loved colleague and friend who we all greatly miss. Brian Dean, chairman of the Addenbrook Liver Transplant Association, said, We would like to thank John and the team at Hemel Hempstead for this gift in their colleague's memory and are thinking of his family, friends and colleagues at this sad time. We hope they'll gain comfort from knowing his name lives on through the family supported by this kindness. The donation made to Addenbrooke's Liver Transplant Association was made as part of Amazon's programme to support the communities around its operating locations across the UK. 
Amazon is providing disadvantaged students with online STEM courses as well as teaming up with charity partners Magic Breakfast and delivering more than 5 million healthy breakfasts to families in England. It's great to give back to the town. A carer from Hemel Hempstead has been recognised for her work at a care home after winning Dementia Carer Award at the Great British Care Awards. Emma Lambourne, 29, received her glass trophy on Saturday the 19th of November at the awards, which highlighted the work done by care staff in London and the surrounding counties. She was nominated by the team at St Paul's Care Centre in Hamel Hempstead for her dedication to her job and her attitude to all who are in her care. Customer Relations Manager at the Home, Beth Marchant-Rowe, said, She embodies everything good about care and everything that makes a great carer. Beth added, She is so incredibly kind. She's the sort of person that when new staff come, we want her to train them because she's just so dedicated to the patients. Emma, who has worked for the care home for nearly 11 years, was joined by colleagues Yasmin Fatima and Tinash Yongwi, who were also nominated for awards. Reflecting on her achievement, Emma said, It's an honour. This was my first care job, so in many ways St Paul's Care Centre has made me who I am. I've grown here. She continued, It's great to give back to the town I was born and raised in. Beth said that it has been fantastic for the care home to be recognised for the hard work Emma and the team do. Defibrillators installed by Drug Misuse Group. A substance misuse charity in Hemel Hempstead has installed two community defibrillators in decorum. Druglink has raised funds for the defibrillator units, one at its head office on Red Lion Lane on the Hemel-Kings Langley border and the second at its Apsley Residential Rehabilitation Service. Staff from Druglink ran a half marathon to raise funds for one defibrillator and were contacted by Councillor Adrian England, Hemeltown Division at Hertfordshire County Council, HCC, who offered them community defibrillator funding for a second unit. The runners raised over £1,600 and with the £1,200 support from Councillor England and HCC, Druglink were able to purchase two community defibrillators through London Hearts. Councillor England said, I am really pleased to have been able to bring this £1,200 HCC support, particularly to Druglink in Apsley, which is part of my Hemeltown division. He added, while there has been increasing numbers of these life-saving devices being installed inside particular buildings, I especially value Druglink's location and chose it because they were able to make a site available externally to help any person who needs it. Druglink's communications officer, Emma Kingham, said, we're so happy to have been able to raise funds to purchase the two defibrillator units. She thanked everyone who supported the half marathon and Councillor England for offering us the uh, community funds. Emma added, we hope that the defibrillators never need to be used, but you can't put a price on the peace of mind and safety benefits that we hope they bring to the local community. Restraining order for stalker. Bovingdon's Leo Jones, best known for his appearance on the reality show Airline, has been given a two-year suspended sentence and a five-year restraining order after stalking a news presenter. 42-year-old Jones was handed the order at St Albans Magistrates Court last Thursday, November 24th, for causing serious alarm and distress to GB news reporter Ellie Costello between October last year and August 2022. The court heard how Jones had continued to send messages to Costello after being told to stop. 
Jones had appeared on GB News via Zoom, but had never met Costello in person. He sent her flowers, contacted her colleagues, went to her workplace, and turned up at a location she was broadcasting from. He pleaded guilty and was given a two-year suspended sentence. The order prevents him from contacting Ellie Costello or going within 150 metres of her. Cost of hostels for the homeless. The Coran Borough Council spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on housing homeless people in hostels last year, new figures show. Housing and homelessness charity Shelter said families are being pushed into homelessness and living in awful temporary accommodation across the country due to unaffordable rent and lack of social homes. Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities figures showed the Coram Borough Council spent a total of £612,000 on temporary homeless housing in the year to March, up from 423000 the year before. <clears throat> All of last year's spending went towards housing homeless people in hostels which included refuges and emergency units. Last year's spending is also higher than the amount spent five years ago when £570,000 was put towards temporary homeless accommodation in the area, equating to a real-term decrease of 5%. Polly Neat, Chief Executive of Shelter, said, Homelessness is bad for the economy and it's even worse for the people whose lives it destroys. It defies all logic to shell out over £1.6 billion on grim bed and breakfast and grotty flats instead of helping people to keep hold of their homes in the first place. <clears throat> Miss Neat added, Housing benefit which assists people who are unemployed, low income or on other benefits to pay rent has been frozen since 2020, despite private rents rocketing. She added, this gaping hole in our country's safety net is throwing families, ne families needlessly into homelessness and trapping them in awful temporary accommodation because they can't afford private rentals and there are barely any social homes. She said that housing benefit must be unfrozen so people can better pay rent and added that the government must build truly affordable social houses to end homelessness. A Department for Leveling Up Housing and Community spokesman said it is providing councils with £316 million this year to prevent homelessness. They added temporary accommodation is a last resort but a vital lifeline for those at risk of sleeping rough. We know people are concerned about rising costs which is why we have announced the energy price guarantee to support households with their energy bills and a further £37 billion of support for those struggling with the cost of living. Households threatened with no fault evictions. More than half a dozen households in decorum were threatened with homelessness by landlords using no fault eviction powers over three months this year, figures show. Housing charity Shelter has urged the government to bring forward its long-promised Renters Reform Bill and banned Section 21 notices, also known as no fault evictions, after it was revealed that they increased by more than three quarters in a year across England. In decorum, nine households were at risk of homelessness after they were served with a Section 21 notice between April and June. The latest figures from the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities show this was a decrease from 31 between January and March and 21 recorded over the same period last year. The figures refer to households assessed as needing council support to prevent them from becoming home homeless. After being hit with a Section 21 notice, renters could be left with as little as two months' notice to find somewhere new to live despite the landlord not needing a reason to evict them. Across England, 5,940 households were facing homelessness due to no fault evictions between April and June, a 76% increase compared to the same three months in 2021. Polly Neat, Shelter Chief Executives, said this winter will be brutal for tenants facing the threat of rising rents and evictions. 
Not a day goes by without our emergency helpline taking yet more calls from families who are being turfed out of their homes because of no fault evictions, she said. Continuing no fault evictions. Many of these families won't be able to find another rental and instead may spend a bleak winter trapped in emergency accommodation with nowhere to cook or eat a meal, let alone put up Christmas trees. She added that the government must get on with the job of enshrining the renters' reform bill in law and protect people from the threat of homelessness over the winter. Meanwhile, Action Group Generation Rent said rental reforms should ensure landlords give tenants more notice and financial support to move, as well as ensuring they have legitimate ground for eviction. Overall, 130 households in decorum were identified as homeless or at risk of becoming homeless between April and June, compared to 175 the previous quarter and 145 a year before. Of them, one was a private tenant seeking council support due to falling into arrears on their rent. A DLUHC spokesperson said no individual or their family should be without a home this winter. They added, this government is committed to abolishing Section 21 evictions, protecting 1.3 million families with children from the risk of losing their homes, and have provided £316 million this year to councils to help ensure no family is without a roof over their heads. We've also set aside £37 billion in support measures for those struggling with the rising cost of living. The Department of Housing spokesperson said that the Homelessness Reduction Act, which replaces which, which places a duty on local authorities to prevent or relieve homelessness, has supported more than half a million households nationally. House prices still rising. House prices increased by 1.3%, more than the average for the east of England. In decorum in September, new figures show. The rise contributes to the longer-term trend which has seen property prices in the area grow by 9.4% over the last year. The average decorum house price in September was £478,924. Land registry figures show a 1.3% increase on August. Over the month, the picture was different to that across the east of England, where prices increased 0.1% and decorum was above the UK as, an, as a whole, where prices did not change. Over the last year, the average sale price of property in decorum rose by £41,000, putting the area 38th amongst the east of England's 45 local authorities with price data for annual growth. An imbalance between supply and demand for properties saw house prices climb across the UK throughout the pandemic. But typical property values stalled across the UK between August and September, which caused annual growth to slow. Andy Somerville, director at property data provider Search Acumen, said the latest data is further evidence of a turning tide for house prices. The figures are yet to reflect the full impact of the mini-budget announced towards the end of September, which sparked volatility in the mortgage market and saw interest rates on new agreements soar. Nikki Stevenson from estate agent group Fine & Country said annual house price growth slowed in September against a backdrop of rising interest rates and shrinking disposable incomes. Schoolgirl Harriet takes on a charity walking challenge. A nine-year-old girl has raised more than £1,000 for an Eton, Bay, Eton Bray charity by walking to work every day for a month. Harriet Ivory, 
has been taking the two-mile cross-country walk from her home in Gaddiston Row to school in Great Gaddiston since November the 1st. Her initial target of £200 was soon overtaken by donations and she has also broken through her new target of £1,000 to raise funds for the Appledown Rescue and Rehoming Kennels. Mum Jenny, along with other family members, has been doing the daily walk. She said on the half-term holidays, she said she wanted to do some fundraising and we set on, we set on walking to school every day. She was adamant she wanted to do it for a month. She loves animals, especially dogs. She's doing really, really well. A few days have been difficult with the cold and the wet, but she wakes up every morning raring to go. Jenny and Dad Tim say they are both really proud and excited for her to reach her goal. One family member, however, is not so keen. Brother Theo, aged six, decided it wasn't for him after a trial run. On her Just Giving page, Harriet raised £200 with help to keep her dog safe in a kennel for 20 days or cover the cost to spay, castrate a dog or pay for 10 vaccinations. Knife and gun crime increases in hearts. Knife and gun crime has increased in Hertfordshire in the past year, new figures show. Anti-knife crime charity, the Ben Kinsella Trust, said it's in it is distressing to see the violent crime figures heading the wrong way after knife and gun offences across England and Wales rose last year. Recent figures from the Office of National Statistics show Hertfordshire Constabulary recorded 732 offences involving a knife or sharp object in the year to March, up 3% from 711 the year prior. However, it was down from pre-pandemic levels with 734 offences logged in the year to March 2020. It means that the rate of knife crimes stood at 61 per 100,000 people last year, below the national rate of 82 per 100,000. Firearm offences also increased in the area, as Hertfordshire Constabulary recorded 50 crimes last year, up from 46 the year prior. There were four gun offences for every 100,000 people in the area last year, while the overall rate across England and Wales was 10 per 100,000. Nationally, 48,900 knife and sharp object offences were recorded in the past year, up from 44,600 the previous year, but below 55,100 in the year to March 2020. Patrick Green, CEO of the Bank and Seller Trust, said the national increase in knife crime demonstrates that despite lots of tough talking and promise, not enough is being done to tackle the problem. Mr Green added, with more austerity cuts looming, we must not repeat the mistakes of the past and reduce police funding and cut youth services. Only through strong enforcement and investing in prevention and early intervention services can we hope to make any headway against this growing menace. Police forces across England and Wales also recorded a slight increase in firearm offences. There were 5,750 in the year to March, up from 5,715 the year prior. The Home Office said an increase in the number of violent crimes recorded in recent years is thought to be driven by improvements in police recording practices. The figures show 115 people were hospitalised nationally due to an assault with a firearm, and more than 4,000 were hospitalised for assault by a sharp object last year. A Home Office spokesperson said the figures fail to account for the impact of the pandemic on crime and added the levels of knife crime and offences involving a firearm remain lower than they were before the pandemic. We are determined to tackle violent crime and it is why police funding this financial year will total up to £16.9 billion with the number of officers on our streets already at a 10-year high, thanks to the police 
uplift programme, they added. A National Police Chief's Council spokesman said officers are committed to preventing violent offences and added tackling knife crime and removing weapons from the streets are top priorities. Every weapon removed from the streets is possibly a life saved, the NPCC added. The harm caused by knife crime to families and communities is devastating and the issue remains a top priority for policing, but is not something that can be solved by policing alone. Hemel's School welcomes new head. Jupiter Primary School in Hemel Hempstead has welcomed a new head teacher. Karen Armstrong, the new head teacher at the school, has been in primary education for 18 years. She said, from the moment I walked into Jupiter, I was warmly welcomed by all and instantly felt part of a great team. I'm excited about Jupiter's journey and strive to build stronger connections and links with the community. Jupiter Primary School was visited by Ofsted in September and inspectors awarded good judgments for each of the areas they looked at, quality of education, behavior and attitudes, personal development, leadership and management, and early years provision. The school said we were delighted to receive feedback that the school was a happy and inclusive place where every child is valued. It was, it was also highlighted that pupils are polite and conduct themselves well at all times. The inspectors recognise that there are respectful and harmonious relationships between everyone within the school. The values of respect, resilience, responsibility, kindness, aspiration and curiosity shine through. Dr Valentine, CEO of the Danes Educational Trust, said, I'm thrilled with the outcome of this report. The community has a school they can be proud of. Karen added, I am immensely proud of the children and staff at Jupiter. This report truly reflects how well children are cared for and highlights the great learning and practicing of important life skills which is recognized by the children in what is a happy and good school. Four student police officers have started their first postings in Hemel Hempstead after 19 new recruits celebrated the end of their initial training at the Welling Garden City offices earlier this month. The officers were presented with their certificates by Chief Constable Charlie Hall to officially welcome them to the force. Chief Constable Hall said, It is a great delight to welcome you to our Hertfordshire Police family. We uphold, live and breathe the highest standards and our work is the, in the communities we serve makes a real difference to people. The other student officers will work across the county with three in Boreham Wood, two in St Albans, two in Chessant, two in North Hearts, two in Hatfield, one in Watford, one in East Hearts, one in Stevenage and one in Three Rivers. Their training includes classroom and practical sessions, the on-the-job training continuing until officers are declared fit for independent patrol and they graduate. Youth Club benefits from generosity of shoppers. Tesco Community Grants help to fund thousands of local projects across the country. Since 2016, the scheme has supported over 40,000 community groups with more than £90 million in grants. Every three months, three local good causes are selected to be in the blue token customer vote in Tesco stores throughout the UK. The charity that comes in first place receives a grant of £1,500, second place gets £1,000 and the charity that comes in third receives £500. This month, Tesco Extra, Hemel Hempstead are proud to support a local charity, Youth Booth, who was successful in receiving £1,000 cheque from Tesco Community Grant. The Youth Booth is a local charity that supports young people by running four youth centres across three venues. No two sessions are the same at the Youth Booth and their main goal is to create a safe space for young people to socialise whilst learning important life skills 
with a special focus on mental health awareness and the impact of knife crime. They also run a community hub and a cafe in Adifield Community Centre, 100% of the profits of which go back into the community. <coughs> the money that the youth booth has been granted by Tesco will go towards the running of their breakfast club. Tricia, the community champion at Tesco Extra in Hemel Hempstead said, May I take this opportunity to thank all of our customers for taking the time to continually vote for the many groups, schools and charities that are up for selection. This money means so much to the, all of them. Are you getting all the help you need to pay bills? As the cost of living crisis bites even harder this winter, many are missing out on vital funding to help them pay their bills. Financial journalist Martin Lewis has warned that 300,000 households across the UK have still not yet to claim the £150 council tax rebate from the government. The one-off cost of living payment was first made available in April to homes in council tax bands A to D in England. The cash is part of the government's £36 billion package of support to help people with soaring costs. According to Gov UK website, you get £150 per household if you paid council tax on your main home on April 1st, 2022, and it's in council tax band A, B, C or D. Check your council tax band. If you have to claim for the rebate and you have not yet been told how to do this, contact your local council. Some households who do not have to pay council tax can still get the £150, including students, under-18s, people with severe mental impairment, anyone with an annex where a dependent relative is living, if you receive council tax reduction, sometimes called council tax support or a council tax discount. You will also get the rebate. Households that pay their council tax by direct debit should have received the £150 automatically. Recent figures show some £2.5 billion has already been sent to A to D council tax properties under the scheme. Those who don't pay by direct debit have to apply for the money by November the 30th, a deadline that was recently extended. Eligible households can apply for the, the rebate directly through their local council, usually by filling out a form on its website. You can find your local council via the government website. Money-saving expert founder Lewis stressed it is really important that households don't forget to claim and submit a form before the deadline. You'll remember back in April, you could apply for the £150 help for the cost of living on your council tax bill. There are still 300,000 people who haven't claimed that and you've only got till November the 30th. If you're in council tax A to D property and you didn't pay by direct debit when it was automatic and you didn't get it, then you need to claim now. Spread the word now. Councils have been given another £144 million to provide discretionary support to households struggling due to rocketing energy bills including transient groups such as students and people on low incomes in council tax bands E to H. Council started issuing payments in April 2022 and will be paying the rebate until November the 30th. There will not be any further extension after 30th November, so households need to claim the repayment by this date. Around 19 million eligible households have already received their payment. Some councils will credit your council tax account or give you vouchers. Help with, council <coughs> Sorry. 
Help with council tax payments is also available in Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. Households in the devolved nations are advised to contact their local council for more information to check if they are eligible for the payment. Each council gets to decide who it can help and provide grants too, meaning the criteria may vary depending on where you live. Life on Tap, the weekly look at life with Blaze Tap. It is, as the earworm tune goes, beginning to look a lot like Christmas, even though, as I write, the tree is yet to be picked up and the inflatable Santa is still buried somewhere in the shed. Compared to the previous two years, we are on track for what many would describe as a normal Christmas, despite the fact that we're in the grip of yet another full-blown crisis. For millions, money is tighter than it has been in recent years, a fact that has been reflected by the seasonal marketing campaigns by most of the big retail brands. Those television adverts that now seem like they've been on since September are, with the odd exception, purposely low-key, supposedly an attempt to demonstrate how we're all in this together. John Lewis's latest epic is more akin to those tear-jerking children in need films that make it impossible for anybody with a heart not to, to part with all their spare cash. Although these businesses exist to flog us stuff, some of which isn't essential, their message seems to be, you don't really need all this stuff to make Christmas special, but come and spend your hard-earned money with us anyway. Their less is more approach was the only way they could go given that we are at the start of a recession and the fact that pretty much everything apart from Liz Truss's biography has never been so expensive. To be fair, some are putting their money where their mouth are by redirecting some of their funds to good causes. Everybody's favourite local shop, the Co-op, have spent its advertising budget on publicising your local pantry, which is a network of subsidised supermarkets specifically for those who need them the most. The grocer's chief executive has publicly said that her own young children will only get a small present from Santa this year as he has to look after those children whose parents are struggling for money. While it's a really powerful message, given how busy some of our high street shops are right now, it's unlikely that huge numbers of people will follow her lead. During my annual Christmas shopping excursion last weekend, people were out in force and judging by the numbers of bags weighing them down, there will be plenty of presents under millions of trees across the land on December the 25th. While it was heartening to see so many busy shops, it was difficult not to wonder how much financial pressure people are putting themselves under in order to enjoy the first COVID-free Christmas since 2019. As much as I prefer keeping my brass in my own bank account, there isn't going to be much in the way of scaling back in our house this year, largely because who knows what position any of us will find ourselves in by this time next year. We are, however, giving more thought than ever before to what we buy our loved ones, with the aim of being to get them gifts that they need or actually might use, an approach which is partly down to the fact that we've spent recent weeks clearing the decks of one-time gifts that now gather dust on groaning shelves. While we have no intention of replacing everything that we've either sold or given away with new shiny things, going through such a ritual does make you question whether we really need so much stuff. There will be plenty of debate during the next three weeks about whether society could do more to wean us off con consumerism especially at a time when so many people are genuinely struggling. But Christmas this year is likely to have so much more meaning following the trials of recent years. Life is tough right now, and if people do have the funds available, then why shouldn't they enjoy themselves? Helpful hacks to help you live longer now. When it comes to health, a bit of common sense can go a long way. A balanced, nutritious diet, reduced alcohol intake and getting enough sleep will do you the world of good in the long run. But what about the right now? 
strength training. Muscle mass starts declining by the age 30, which leads to lack of daily function, can cause stiffness, muscle and joint weakness, body aches and joint pains, and you can also increase chances of cardiovascular disease, says Stam, Sam Bide. Advanced practice physiotherapist. But hitting the gym can feel more like a chore than an easy life hack. So Bide recommends adding simple exercise into your daily routine. Lift grocery bags in both hands to strengthen your upper body muscles when shopping, she suggests. Squat down to load the washing. Repeat 10 times to build stronger legs. Two, boost your vitamin D levels. Important for your long-term health, bone strength and immune system, vitamin D also plays a role in the quality of sleep, energy levels, fertility and mood. Having optimum levels of vitamin D will help in the prevention of osteoporosis. It will also help in fighting off infections and boosting your energy levels, as well as mental health. Mr. Mr. Narendra... Heisel, consultant gynaecologist at London Gynaecology, brackets, londongynaecology.com, close brackets, describes symptoms including fatigue, muscle pain and poor sleep. However, you can buy over-the-counter vitamin D supplements and your pharmacist or GP may be able to advise you regarding the dose, depending on your levels, he says. Item three... If, if being active isn't your, your choice, try this one. Pick up a book. When was the last time you got lost in a really good book? Not only can reading transport you to another world, it might just be good for your health too. In one 2017 study, those who read for 30 minutes every night before going to sleep had a 20% reduction in the risk of dying during the 12 years of the study. Compared to those who did not read, says Deborah Lee of Dr. Fox Online Pharmacy. Why might curling up with a book boost your health? Reading disassociates your thoughts from your worries, induces feelings of calm and relaxation, and lowers levels of the stress hormone cortisol, plus your heart rate and blood pressure, suggests Fox. Four, go plant-based. A simple hack to live longer is to ditch the animal products and go vegan, suggests Justine Butler, head researcher at vegan charity Viva, viva.org.uk. Animal products, even at low levels, may increase the risk of illnesses and diseases such as heart disease, diabetes and certain cancers. Therefore, avoiding meat, fish, eggs and dairy can help to reduce the risk of an early death. Research published in the JAMA Internal Magazine journal, which found vegans had 15% lower all-cause mortality compared with meat eaters. Pets need homes. Dodger, a black and white cat. This lovely lad is Dodger. He is a confident two-year-old lad who is full of personality and very affectionate. He loves to sleep next to you on the sofa and he occasionally looks for a nice warm lap to curl up on and enjoys little strokes on the forehead. Dodger has mastered some impressive skills and loves to play with little bouncy balls and chase wand toys. Very happy for you to join in and play with him. He would make a great family pet and would get on well with gentle children who understand when he wants his own space. As the only pet, he would love to have access to a secure garden away from busy roads that he can explore after his settling in period. Contact 03453 711 851 or www.cats.org.uk. Totally ready for winter. 
As winter arrives in the UK, our native amphibians will be settling into their winter shelters, so keep an eye out for them if you're doing work in your garden. Log piles, leaf litter and rockeries are all perfect places for amphibians to shelter over winter. Unlike some animals, our native species don't go into true hibernation, but they do go through a period of stillness or reduced movement to help them conserve their energy. On warm and sunny days, you may even spot them out foraging for food. Charity Frog Life have launched a free app called Dragon Finder, where you can log any sightings of amphibians and identify them using an identification guide. All data collected is sent to the National Biodiversity Network Atlas, which helps scientists learn more about our native species. The obituaries this week. George Bateson, the family of Batesons, is sad to announce the death of our beloved George on November the 22nd, peacefully, aged 90 years old. Donations instead of flowers, please, to the Rennie Grove Peace Hospice Care. Kathleen Flaxman passed away peacefully on Thursday the 24th of November, aged 88. The funeral service to take place at West Hart's Crematorium, South Chapel, on Monday the 12th of December at 3pm. Family flowers only. Messages of condolences or donations to Dementia UK to be given through the website jwallie.co.uk. Melissa Sanson of Berkhamsted passed away peacefully at the Hospice of St Francis on Monday the 21st of November 22, age 61. Mourners to wear bright clothing, funeral service to take place at Chilton Crematorium, Hamden Chapel on Monday the 5th of December at 2.45pm. All flowers welcome, messages, condolences or donations may be given to jwallie.co.uk. And Beryl Selden, Nee Fuller, aged 88, residing in Heath Close, Hemel Hempstead, passed away peacefully on the 16th of November following a short hospital visit. She was the devoted wife of Eric George Selden, whose uh, name was used to uh, with Selden Hill, the road that's off the, the plough roundabout. May they all rest in peace. What's On, a selection of local activities and shows. Theatre. Beauty and the Beast at the Court Theatre Tring, December the 1st to the 3rd. Berkhamsted Youth Theatre presents the timeless story of a brave girl who leaves her family to discover the mysteries of passion, imagination and love in the glorious palace of the beast. Visit courttheatre.co.uk to book. Also, A Christmas Carol, the Roman Theatre St Albans, December the 1st to the 23rd. Theatre company OVO presents a special one-hour adaptation of Charles Dickens' classic tale, telling of Ebenezer Scrooge and what an array of ghosts teach him about Christmas. Visit ovo.org.uk to book or for more information. If that sounds too serious, how about a pantomime? Beauty and the Beast, Watford Palace Theatre, December 3rd to 31st. The Watford Palace Theatre Panto has been bringing Christmas cheer to audiences since 1908. This year, reuniting the team behind last year's smash hit, Dick Whittington and his cat. Royal Court and Shakespeare's Globe actor, Terence Frisch, returns to his role as Watford's dame for the tenth time in Beauty and the Beast. Written by Best Pantomime Office Award winner Andrew Pollard, collaborating again with director James Williams, expect fabulous costumes, stunning sets and live music, as well as a variety of performances that are relaxed, captioned and audio described. Visit watfordpalacetheatre.co.uk or call 01923 to book or for more information.
Films at the Cineworld Cinema at Himmel Hempstead this week include A Christmas Carol, A Ghost Story. Mark Gatiss, known for Sherlock, Dracula, Doctor Who, stars as Jacob Marley in his own irresistibly theatrical retelling of Dickens' classical winter ghost story, A Christmas Carol. Alongside Nicholas Farrell from Chariots of Fire, The Crown, Iron Lady, as Scrooge, this film receives a five-star rating in The Telegraph. This powerful tale of life, love, loss and redemption is as relevant today as when it was first published 179 years ago. Filmed live for cinemas during the 2021 stage run at London's sumptuous Alexandra Palace Theatre and filled with Dickensian spine-tingling special effects, prepare to be frightened and delighted in equal measure as you enter the supernatural Victorian world of A Christmas Carol. Okay. An alternative is Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical, screening exclusively in cinemas across the UK and Ireland. Matilda Wormwood is a little girl with a big curiosity, a sharp mind, a vivid imagination and the worst parents in the world. Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical is an inspirational musical tale of an extraordinary girl who discovers her superpower and summons the remarkable courage against all odds to help others change their stories, whilst also taking charge of her own destiny. Standing up for what's right, she's met with miraculous results. She said, two-time Academy Award nominee Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan star as New York Times reporters Megan Toohey and Jodie Cantor, who together broke one of the most important stories in a generation, the story that helped ignite a movement, shattered decades of silence around the sexual assault subject in Hollywood and altered American culture forever. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. It's beginning to look a bit like Christmas. We now have a selection of Christmas items and events. Hospice Fun Run, Rennie Grove's annual fun run, is returning to St Albans on Sunday, December the 4th, with participants invited to don their best festive gear to run, walk or scoot 1.5 kilometres or 5 kilometres. The funds raised by the Rudolph Run are used by Rennie Grove Hospice Care to provide care and support for people with life-limiting illnesses. Community fundraising manager Gemma Ralph said, we're delighted to be bringing this popular festive fundraising event back to the streets of St Albans this December. We'll be giving participants a pair of reindeer antlers to really get into this festive spirit. Rosa Johnson has taken part for the past 10 years she said it has become a lovely tradition and for us it marks the beginning of the festive period. We always put our Christmas tree up after the run so it's a great family day. Register at renigrove.org forward slash Rudolph run. Another family event is Christmas at Hatfield Park running until December the 31st. Hatfield Park's new Christmas light trail is now open the installation is part of a spectacular collection of illuminations which transform the 42 acres of gardens and parkland where Queen Elizabeth I spent much of her childhood. Designed by Culture Creative, a mesmerising fire garden is composed of hundreds of flame heads interspersed with lantern trees by Mandy lights which echo the timeless beauty of Victorian-style street lamps. The brass effect shades shimmer in bright gold with electric flames inside each lantern. Visit Christmas at the Hatfield Park. Ctickets.com to book. Raise a smile for patients this Christmas. Hemel Hempstead Hospital's charity, Raise, is launching its Raise a Smile to ensure that every patient who spends a festive season in hospital away from their family and friends has a present to open. Charity CEO Samantha Sherratt said. Christmas is all about sharing good times and exchanging gifts with friends and family. Unfortunately, many people fall, who fall ill 
and may need to spend those special days in one of our West Hertfordshire hospitals, but we're determined that they don't miss out on the spirit of the season. Samantha explained that while she knows everyone is facing challenges at the moment, it would be wonderful if local businesses and the local community could support our Raise a Smile This Christmas appeal by making a donation or buying a gift from our wish list. Due to infection control measures still in place, the public cannot drop presents off to patients themselves. Instead, the charity is asking for donations to buy gifts for patients directly. Alternatively, there is a wish list so people can order them online. Chief Nurse Tracy Carter adds, Everyone wants to be home for the celebrations. Despite all our efforts to reunite people with their families over Christmas, some patients are simply too poorly, live too far away or have no family to visit them. Samantha added, Any donations the public can make will make such a difference because patients will know that well-wishers are thinking of them. Thank you so much. Hundreds of candles light up St Peter's Church for Berkhamsted's Festival of Light. Escape the business of Berkhamsted Festival of Light and take a moment to reflect in the 800-year-old St Peter's Church, which will be lit up with hundreds of candles. The church on Berkhamsted High Street will be lit up on the 27th of November to celebrate the start of the Advent season. Everyone is welcome to walk through St Peter's, sit and enjoy the carol service at 7pm. St Peter's Warden Mark Grego said the church looks particularly spectacular in candlelight and is both inspiring and humbling to think that St Peter's has been at the heart of Berkhampstead for 800 years. He added, all are welcome, particularly if they've never stepped over the threshold before to see it looking resplendent. And we hope they also enjoy a warming mug of mulled wine or hot chocolate with us afterwards. Outside the church, the congregation will sell hot chocolate and mulled wine in collectible St Peter's mugs. Santa's sleigh. All the Berkhamsted streets that Father Christmas will visit. Keep an eye out for Santa in Berkhamsted this December. Thanks to the Berkhamsted Rotary Club, the main man is taking to the streets of the town to spread festive cheer this Christmas. The annual sleigh is supported by various charities, including Dens and Homestart Hearts, who collect donations from doorsteps between December 1st and 23rd. <coughs> A spokesperson for the group said... The public has been incredibly generous over the years. And in 2021, while still affected by the pandemic, we collected over £12,500. Doggy Santa's Grotto opens in Hemel Hempstead. The Hemel Hempstead dog grooming business has opened its doggy grotto for customers to take a picture of their pampered pups. JJ Grooming Services on Wooden Drive annually sets up the grotto for customers to stop, snap their pets in after they've been groomed. Owner JJ Courtry said, it's a tradition we do every year here at JJ's for our loyal customers to have a Christmas picture with their dogs. He also added, We're opened, we've opened it up this year to all residents of Decorum if they wanted to come and get a picture in the grotto. We don't charge, but we do ask for a charity donation. Families switched to Secret Santa gifting this Christmas due to cost of living crisis. Secret Santa is the anonymous buying of a gift for someone and it's common among work colleagues. More than a third of families, 36%, have taken part in Secret Santa with their families in the past. But as the cost of living crisis bites harder and the country faces a lengthy recession, more than half of all adults, 55%, say they are considering a family secret Santa. And two in three, 67%, would feel better about their finances if they only had to buy one for one person. The research conducted by flexible pop-up space operator, Souk, found that, it, found that when it comes to spending on the immediate family, 
the average figure was £51.70. This was a lot higher between 18 to 24 year olds who planned on spending an average of £79.84. And for those in the 55 plus age group, it was significantly lower at £27.90. Santa returns to the streets of Hemel Hempstead. The Hemel Hempstead Rotary Santa Sleigh 2022 is on its way. Santa will be visiting a street near you between the 25th of November and the 23rd of December. Ho, ho, ho. Come out to see him on your street or at one of our static venues. We are not knocking on doors, so please be outside to greet us. Track Santa from 1730 at com kindly supplied by Trackit247 Live GPS Tracking. This year, to donate, you can text HEMELSANT2 to 70085 to donate £2. Or text HEMELSANT, Santa A5, to 70085 to donate £5. To donate another amount, insert that amount where appropriate. Text costs the amount of the donation plus one standard rate message or visit our Just Giving page which can be found at https colon forward slash forward slash justgiving.com forward slash campaign forward slash Hemel Santa 2022 or drop coins in our buckets. Sport. Football. One point isn't good enough. Hemel Hempstead town boss Mark Jones was disappointed to only have taken a point from Saturday's home clash with Taunton Town. <clears throat> the 1-1 draw was secured thanks to Josh Castell Tiglione's equaliser after Nick Grimes had put the visitors ahead early on. And after a scrappy affair between two mid-table sides that followed a 2-1 home loss to Eastbourne Borough four days earlier, Jones would have preferred three points to push themselves further away from the lower reaches of the National League South. He told the club's YouTube channel, I can see why their manager felt a draw was a fair result, but ultimately we're disappointed not to have got three points. Hemel now prepare to go to 18th placed Concord Rangers on Saturday before coming home to face Bath City next Tuesday night, who currently lie 10th in the league standings. And Burke Hampstead have gone seven points clear at the top of the SPL Division 1 Central with a 3-1 win at home to Kempston Rovers. Rovers are a much improved side this season and were in the game for most of the match. They made Burko work hard to collect the points. Burko used three substitutes and in injury time, one of them, Josh Chamberlain, combined with Adam Watkins and the ball was laid through to Blake who finished well for a third goal to join Lacey on the top of Burko's scoring charts for the season. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are sunrise 7.08 and sunset 16.34, giving eight hours and nine minutes of daylight. Tonight's moon phase is called waxing gibbous. The next full moon will be on the 8th of December. If you would like to give us any feedback or you have a news story or know of an event taking place soon, that you think would be suitable for our listeners, please get in touch by email to secretary at dtnhemel.org.uk or call and leave a message on telephone number 01442 For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open the talking newspaper, Skill, 
Alexa will ask you which broadcast you want to listen to. When prompted, reply, play the decorum talking newspaper. This part can be tricky. If Alexa offers the wrong station, just say no and then try again. If you have a Google Home, say, hey Google, talk to talking newspaper. Then play decorum talking newspaper. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, after the music there is the amenities section that gives details of various group and contact details of organisation. Please remove your memory stick firmly, carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's goodbye from all tonight's team.